Here he is. We're back. Happy Monday. Do you remember? Happy Monday. Two weeks ago. Happy, happy Monday. We gathered in this in this place, and you said something like, are we the most prolific podcast ever? We never miss. We never miss. We Those... literally never miss a Monday. And then the next day, you texted me, and you're like, oh, hey, my bad. I uh, picked up a side gig, and Christmas is coming. And uh, can't do the show next Monday. So we missed a Monday. What's so, the well, like, I, everybody misses a Monday. I right was now. like, do you know what? Listen, Timmy, I got you. I've got a backup host secure. I didn't even call Dylan. He was available. I didn't call him. Oh, we got to work on the focus on the Dylan cam a little Why? bit. Why? Out of focus? Out of focus, Dylan. That's um, better. But the uh, <laughs> we had, I had a backup host. Our Someone boy, says we tried. Our boy Ronald Long huh. was going to join us. And then the technology failed us to have... One host in Florida, one in San Antonio. It just was not working, and so instead, Ronald and I just hung out and chatted for an hour, but we couldn't put it on the internet. I mean, technically, you could have hit the record button. Right? We could have. We could have. So we could have had a podcast, but not a Facebook Live show. But let's be real: the magic of this show. Now we appreciate everybody that's listening on Stitcher, Spotify, we do iTunes. We love you, dear. We lo- thank but, you for hitting that subscribe button. But the magic of the show comes thank you from for the giving interaction. Us a five star rating. Does that matter? Does I think matter? it does. I think it does. Do you even know how many people listen oh, to this show on a podcast? We don't, but every now and then Josh Griffin will be like, hey, good job, guys. You had 17 people download your episodes. When is the last time that happened? It's been six months at okay. least. I have no idea. We haven't. Well, do you know what? In his defense, Greg is the one running the podcast network these days. So I'm Greg. sure we could reach out to Gregory and be like, yo, Greg, give us some some numbers. And I think he would. CJ but, says, I didn't miss a Monday, Tim. I was here doing nothing, just waiting for you. Very sweet, CJ. My deepest and sincerest apologies. Christmas is coming. It won't happen again until two weeks from today. Christmas is coming. I, I Christmas have a, is coming. You've I have got a lot of humans in my house. Five kids. That's an expensive number of kids. And sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make sure everybody has Christmas. Do you do you, do each of your kids get a, a certain amount of gifts? That way, no one gets more than the other. Uh, they get a certain dollar amount of gifts. So ours are our number of gifts. Stephanie has a very organized system. It's a it's a big gift, and then it's X amount of medium-sized gifts, and then X amount of smaller-sized gifts. The, the, the dollar amount changes and varies by age because, well, yeah, I've got a... You've, a, got, a, you've, a, got, a, right. you've got an almost a teenager. She's 12. You've got a... So that, that uh, you know, that, that $150 budget per kid, that's, uh, that's, uh, that is long gone, my You friend. can spend that just on Kylie's newest makeup palette. That's a thing, right? I mean, that or all the Olivia Rodrigo merch she's asking for. We have uh, one kid getting plane tickets. Whoa. That's cool. So that's that's a big deal. Another one wants a uh, basketball hoop for the front yard, which is very exciting. That has been asked for in my house, too. We'll just come to yours. There we go. Aaron, no need to get your hoop, buddy. I think that just don't say anything to the boys until uh, the 26th. But I, Aaron's not watching the show. It's fine. Okay, it's cool. Um, I just think it would be spectacular. It would be a long commute for you and Aaron to come play. Oh, we would come play. We'll have to get a tournament in the works. Destroy you. See, the difference, you, you say that they would, now, Aaron, Aaron is playing some organized Aaron's balls these days. Ball. I haven't played in a long time. I I played a lot of basketball. I know I'm five foot six, as the world saw on the internet. So did you mean to post that photo like that? Was that was That's that how Kyle and I look when we stand next to each other. You didn't want to stand on a stool? My or? childhood best friend is six foot five on a bad day, but he's been going to the chiropractor a lot. And so he got straightened out. And look, if you've been best friends with someone for 30 years, you know how you look next to him. It doesn't concern you anymore. So when Kyle and I were taking a picture together, um, it just so happens that I looked very short next to him. But we played basketball all day, every day growing up. Sam says you're five foot six in high heels. I am five foot. I'm really I'm about five, five and three quarters. (laughs) But I'm going to claim five, six. Oh. You know, some people are taller than me, and that's okay. Look, Melinda says my kids get three gifts. It was good enough for Jesus. <laughs> that's exactly true. That's how my my parents do gifts for kids. Something to read, something to wear, something to play with. Well, Kurt says, doesn't St. Nicholas bring all the gifts? Shouldn't he also pay for them? I feel right. like that Kurt, would be very fair. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with all of that. Look, we're going to get into all of this and more. That's because yesterday was Sunday. And this right here is the morning after. Welcome to the morning after ministry show. 
a caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. CJ's done a phenomenal job of training his four-year-old. Santa brings underwear and socks, mommy and daddy. They bring the good stuff. By the good stuff. Not giving the big guy the credit that I deserve. We we uh, mix and match. You know, Santa does a few. We just, did I tell you this? I had the conversation with my oldest about Santa. It was time. I'm, I'm writing a book called uh, Sex, Santa, and the Six Conversations to Have with Your Adolescent Sons. It's going to be a great It's going to be a, the, I'm doing the forward. The, the, cover photo, the cover of the book is going to be Santa looking at, a, mm. you know, a magazine held that way. How many great book titles have we come up so with? So many. At least a dozen. We've never written a book together. The coffee table book still uh, needs to happen. So good. But uh, so it's time to have some of these conversations with my fifth grade son. Sure. And we we wanted my I was I was going to try to have the birds and the bees and the Santa conversation at the same time. And my wife said that would be very traumatic. Don't you dare. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm so, so glad you hit that mute button. Um, we decided that the Santa conversation should come first. And I said to him, like, you know, you know that Santa's not not real. Like, you know, St. Nicholas was a real person. The, and he said, I kind of figured that out. But how do we get snow at our house every Christmas morning? Because Santa brings snow That's a good to question. the Larson house every Christmas it's morning a magical memory in Clearwater, Florida, which is every year. difficult from a meteorological standpoint. Mm -hmm. But what that means is that daddy goes to the ice skating rink and scoops up it's not far from your a 30-gallon cooler full of snow. And uh, comes and dumps it in the front yard as the kids are waking up in the morning. Well, Jerry has a new T-shirt for us this week. Santa was never a thing in our house. There you go. Um, that, you Grinch. Kurt says, which chapter will be the important one? All of seven, them, um, Chapter seven. Mostly chapter seven. <laughs> Mostly chapter seven. Maddie says, my parents tried to convince me that Santa was real until I was 20 years old. There you go. And then you met Dylan. And you no longer believed in magic or fantasy. Wow, he said it. Jeff Gore says Santa and the Bees. Santa and the Bees. I think that's a it's a great album. That's I would say that's a good band name. That's a, it's a good band that's name. That's a great band name. Great band name. But he did say, wait, is this so our we take the elf on the shelf very seriously at our house? So do we. It which started purely for the gram and my own entertainment. Oh, we and then the that. kids got more into it, and now oh, I knew that. now I hate having ever since place. your Miley Cyrus episode. We we knew it, that was. I still have like I don't know if you if you've I ever still have Mormon moms that follow me on Instagram based on that, but well, your elf came in on a wrecking ball. He, he did, but Landon said, "Wait, is this why it says made in China on frankincense's butt?" And that he touched frankincense. Well, on Christmas Eve, they touch frankincense because then Santa takes him home. I see. But so he's very excited to help hide frankincense this year. Jerry says, Ugh, the blasted elf. Just the, the Grinch is alive and well this morning. I love it, Jerry. Well, I'm Andrew. This is Tim. I can push a button and take our, our names off. So that's exciting. We, we gather in this space each and every Monday, mainly because we love you. We care about you. And we, we tend to talk. The week in ministry that was. You said it. Jeff, you're looking forward to the elf disappearing. You've got some time, buddy. Jeff, you've got quite you've a got, while. You've got close to a decade left. Maybe maybe seven, eight years. I don't know. But it's going to be a few more Christmases before that elf can retire. Ronald says, let's be real. How the heck do birds and the bees? I'll send work? you a diagram after. It's, Sam Rudkin says unions. <laughs> I don't get the reference. Because well, you... you you need a union. Union. You unionize to, you know, work and. Okay. I, Is that a reason? I'm tired. I, I last night I went to bed at like eight forty. I'd never ever do that. I tell Melissa all the time. Like, if I lay down right now, I might fall asleep. And if I don't lay down right now, I'm not going to fall asleep till two o'clock in the morning. But Sunday's usually my big day at the gym. You know this. It's a if it's a garbage night. I it's a big day. I I go hard. And I thought, if I'm going to make it to you the really gym. You really push yourself on that bike inside the AC. No, no. I, I do the, <laughs> the circuits with the very light weights. But you pull uh, the pin and you're just. Yeah, I, I I do the bike to get the blood pumping. And then I do do the circuit. Then I go back to the bike. But 
I didn't go last night because I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a few minutes just to recuperate. I had spent some time on the roof. I, we hung up Christmas lights last night. You know, you texted me. You were very excited. I was very proud. I, I didn't realize in the moment that that was the first that was time you ever celebrated Christmas. I have ever put lights on my roof. We've done other stuff in the yard, but never have there been lights. The lights on the looked roof. good. It was. They were even. Three hours of my time. Grogu was on the ground staring at you with a giant candy cane. But so I was like, I'm going to lay down for a little bit. I just passed out. So I slept from uh, 8.40 ish last night till after nine this morning. It was a good day. You are, you must be tired. Real good. CJ has an episode idea. He says one week we should do a live read of chapter seven and that's it. Just read (laughs) chapter seven. I mean, we could. We should do a, we should, we should do a dramatic, a dramatic reading of chapter seven, chapter seven. Can we do it in the voices of Doug and Jim? Yes. And we have people <laughs> acting chapter seven. Up. I don't think that uh, would be okay. appropriate Crossing for Facebook live. Crossing the that line. would not be appropriate for Facebook live. Kurt says, so glad my son was older before that silly elf became popular. It's, it is now a thing. So let's rewind. We're talking about the week in ministry that was. So, and, and, we, and we have someone here who hasn't been here. He hasn't been here in a while. He doesn't have classes on Monday. I anymore. wasn't sure if he was working here. I didn't want to bring it up. It was awkward. Well, it's, it's payday today. So we had to come in. That is true. We don't. We we don't. In do other that. words, you do not do direct deposit. We do not do direct deposit. So the way to get Dylan to come in on a Monday these days is to have it be the first or the fifteenth. To be fair, we started direct deposit two and a half years ago, so it it took us a long time too. It's it costs some money and I mean stuff involved. I don't know. It's not cost money. I don't know. You just make that just, up. It costs time, which costs money. I don't like know. None of those things. I'm fine. Give me a paper check. I'm good. But Wednesday night, I think it was Wednesday night, one of the nights, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I got a uh, Facebook message from someone who I've known for 20 plus years. Don't you love those? And it was someone who is an executive pastor at a church in Texas. Okay. Turns out, out missed you? that he was my camp counselor, like my sophomore or junior year of college. And the reason that I was assigned to his cabin was because he was one of my sister's best friend who also worked at said camps. Wow. I, I thought they were going to date. They never did. Hmm. Probably works out well. I don't know how well he would fit into the family. But I got a, a Facebook message from this guy saying, hey, I got a resume today for a couple of positions that we're looking to fill. And it's from Dylan. He works at your church. Wanted to give you the heads up that he's sending resumes out wow. in case you weren't aware. Wow. And so I replied, I am very much aware. In fact, I wrote that resume and I went through the spiel of how when I hired Dylan, there was the promise that if we could afford to have him come on full time when he was graduating, we would make it happen. But if not, I would do anything and everything I could to secure the full time gig elsewhere. And he was like, oh, great. And so I sent Dylan the screenshots. Well, Okay, I want to hear. I want to hear Dylan's take. Okay, I've got some thoughts because what if you weren't aware? Was that so? I don't know, Dylan. What what were your what was your initial reaction when you heard he reached out? That was. I mean, I like mm-hmm. I have said to you guys plenty of times. Um, it was the phrasing in which he was like, "Hey, are you aware that like this guy is like that your youth guy is looking yeah. for positions that aren't with you?" Yeah. Um, that was, that was like my main beef with it. Like I, I didn't care that they reached out to Andrew, that Andrew knows people. It turns out that I know people. Yeah. Andrew has connection. CJ, which was my first thought here, snitches get stitches. See, but this is not a joking. This is not a random person. Hey, senior pastor. I want, this is someone who I have literally known since my freshman year of high yeah, school. Yeah, and then you you also it, added that context in yes. afterwards. And and you did not know that. You were yeah. at first you were, but it was like, what the heck? This is how this happens. And I said, Dylan, you do realize that you are attempting to enter the world's largest fraternity because that's what it is. I now my previous church, I did I did not advertise, hey church, I'm sending resumes out. But there were a few people in the leadership that knew. But it's a it's a weird thing. Most of the time when you are applying for something, they say, hey, can we contact your previous employer? Do they do they know? Sure. But even then, if someone has a 20 year existing relationship with, yeah, I'm with you on this. your previous yeah. employer, yeah, they're they're going to reach out. Yeah. If, I, if I get a resume from 
someone who works at, you know, a church that I know well, I know the pastor, I, of course, I'm going to reach out and just check in and make sure everything's okay. It's it, almost like context matters. Context does matter. But I, I was thrilled to... Uh... However, I like Ronald's advice here because th- this, this could have gone bad yeah. had, had that not yes. been the case. But Ronald says, step one, send resume. Step two, tell new church whether or not previous church is aware. So I think that's an open line of communication. I think a cover letter yep. of with the blessing of my pastor or we are quietly beginning to. Exactly. Um, I like that. I like that. But at the same time, I said this Did is— Did you a, put a cover letter on yours? I Yeah, I have a cover letter. from uh, The churches that you've sent yours out to? I have not sent a resume out <laughs> since 2017 where I, when I ended up here, Timothy. Sorry. But— the the other part of that context is this is a multi-site church in the greater Dallas Fort Worth area. I know the executive pastor at this church is the guy who was went to college at the now defunct Clearwater Christian College and was good friends with my sister. And the immediate um, lead at that church in the student ministries is someone that we both know, and I don't want to put that church's name out here, cause, but it's someone that you know as well. Hmm. And I said to Dylan the likelihood of his resume being put on top of that pile goes up way more based on those conversations because in the area of the country where they are, they have access to any number of seminary students that are there that they won't have to pay to relocate or have recently graduated seminary students as opposed to a first-year seminary student. So you're fishing in a pretty stocked pond right there. And then a personal relationship with someone, you know, can can push someone it's a good, up to the top. Yeah, but they topic. haven't realized how great I am yet. They haven't realized how great wow. you are They'll until so. they reached out to me, and then I sang the greatness of our Dylan. And you have, Isn't a, that a, you have a beautiful singing voice. I CJ do. says, I really appreciate this. The pastor that left our church last year never shared he was looking at other churches. Being the only other full-time staff person, it caught me off guard and ruined our friendship. It's okay, so that's that's it's a hard situation. But if there's only two full time staff, do you not have that conversation with the other full time staffer? Hey, don't tell the deacons, hey, don't tell the elders, but it's yeah, there's there's only two of you. It's time. I don't know. That's that's a no, I get it. I get that it is tough spot, and there there are no great ways to navigate it. Like, I would say reach out to Vanderbloom and reach out to Slingshot, but even then. The, the question they, still looms. How do you handle how, it inside your church? How do you handle it with the churches you're interviewing with? It's hard. It do was you, see. So I thought we were keeping things under the wraps, but then I go out of state and then I come back and everyone's just like, so are you moving to X, Y, Z state? And I was just like, uh, how'd you know about that? Well, and it, but our church leadership has known since we hired oh, you yeah, that here's the plan. Yeah. So, and when our church is 70 people on a good week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chances are you're married to somebody on leadership. You know, you're not married to somebody in the leader. That would be awkward, but <laughs> especially for Maddie. Um, but everybody, everybody kind of knows all I things. You were going to say, especially for Shirley. That, that, <laughs> that would be very awkward indeed. But, yeah, you know, so it's it's like so many things in church world, open secrets. Open secrets. Open secrets, which is also the name of a book Tim and I are working on. We are currently confessing right now. And apparently open, you, open secrets. Had no idea that you were sharing about the, the murder I mean, we I committed in the nineties. Yeah. I don't like I didn't I didn't I don't care. Like people people can know. Like I would rather people know because that's more then it makes it less awkward. Well, it just makes it more authentic, and I'd rather be authentic yes. than like tiptoeing around mm-hmm. borderlines of what. And it's I can also and like, oh say. wow, you're graduating. What are you gonna do next? Yeah. Well, <laughs> glad you asked. Graduating and getting married, like, yes, the part-time salary is probably not going to yeah make well exactly. Yeah, I think people get this, Anthony. I, when I saw that you were joining. <laughs> I felt bad. I was I was in DFW for a very brief time. I did not go west. You talking about Earl? Yeah, his real name is Anthony. I did it's not Earl. His name is Earl, but his name is Anthony. I did not Earl. go west of 35E even for a second. I flew in 
to Love Field, and I was just in the... Uh, you didn't even call I him. was just in the bubble the whole time. I was only on I mean, like, the ground. Not even, a, not even a text? For like 40 hours. I, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I'd be like, hey, I'm here, but I can't see you. You don't think it, that the act of not sending a text would hurt his feelings more? I'm sorry, Earl. Thank you for the apology. Uh, Ronald says, my previous church, I told my senior, senior pastor and some key staff and volunteers when I was interviewing in San Antonio. I let them know when we traveled down to interview in person. I guess I didn't want to share widely if it didn't work out. Oh, hey, Ronald doesn't want to work here. And that, that's the fear, right? Like, yeah. The word gets out and like, oh, so we're not good enough. You well, go somewhere else. And I, I think... With Dylan's situation, it's it's obviously very different because we have a part matters. context yes. matters. There's a part time person who is full time capable, so that just makes a whole lot of sense. But also, sometimes unhealthy churches don't realize that they're unhealthy. Wow! And you know, we're just we. This is a position where we develop a leader for two or three years, and then they usually move on to the next place. Is something that. You hear pastors bragging about we sometimes. We love sending people out. We, yeah, we just love sending people out, which is code for we don't want to pay our people what they're worth. Um, wow. But we look good on a resume. I mean, we've 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 worked at that since church you, before since you as went well. There, can, can, can we go there? Can we, we can. Can we, we can go wherever you want to go? Chat about the revolving door of staff positions. I mean, at since it is certain size churches, literally in our what we're talking about description, it says revolving door. I would say we can talk about it. I, I just. I had a combo with, with a buddy um, not not long ago, and he was in a really difficult spot at his church, liked his church, was trying his his best to succeed in what they were asking him to do. Um, put on a probation, given him some very specific tasks to do. He called. We worked through some of those tasks. Uh, he was brought into a, a meeting with a senior pastor, and which in a nutshell was told it, it didn't matter if you completed the tasks or not. You were never going to fit here. Like that, that was just kind of ouch. It hurts. There's, there's a reason that the two school years, three summers, or three school years, two summers, is the typical time, especially for people in student ministry. Andrew, how long have the two ladies that I chatted with this morning? How long have they been on staff at Safety Harbor Community Church? Uh, both longer than I have. Um, why? Because we're a little church and there's not a whole lot of drama and so does this church size and church staff is there a correlation there i think probably i think you know we're we're all listening to the mars hill podcast right now right and in the tempest episode that i'm about midway through so no spoilers only um, 25 minutes well in. then you're a few minutes away from them talking about from you know one six month period or a year and a half period there was 85 percent turnover of the entire staff 85 85 um but <laughs> But there, you there's some churches that you just go to knowing, oh, if I work here, it's going to look great on a resume, or why would I ever want to work at the little church if I could work here at the cool big church? And then you might see the grass is a little bit greener, and but I don't think people start at the little church thinking that way. I think people come into smaller churches with a different mindset than they do. You know, no one comes in here saying, I'm going to make a name for myself so that I can branch out on my own. Mary, our kidsman director, she started in 2009. I started in 2010. Our current worship leaders started in 2015, 16. So, I mean, we, we've been blessed to experience longevity within our staff. I haven't had to see the revolving door as much, but we have a lot of friends. Yeah, we have and a lot of connections with churches and, and ministries in the area. And, I, and that revolving door kind of hurts yeah. to watch. I, like, one, it's like they're churning through. Them. One thing that I always, when I was looking for jobs or if someone else is, is asking me about something, when I, whenever I go to a church website, if the About Us section has a bio on only the senior pastor and nobody else on staff, I'm like, well, it's a plug-and-play staff around there Wow. because I, I've, I've worked at a church where it really was plug-and-play, and it was we can – we know what our name adds and brings to people. So mm, I like this take we're gonna, from Jeff. He says there's also a freedom to bigger churches being able to do that without losing too many people. Yeah. Smaller churches have a hard time surviving turnover at all. I, yeah. I yeah. think that's a good take. No, like if you or I left our churches and we're like, hey, 
I'm going to go work with my best friend, Timmy. We're going to do some ministry together. That would not be good for our church. And if you did the same, it would not be good for Lakeview. And to Ronald's point, he says, we've got 30 pastors, directors, admins, paid positions. Somebody's going to move. Somebody's going to have a life change. Somebody's going to retire. There's there's obviously more positions at a larger church. This is very true. There's going to be more turnover. Yeah. But I think there's also a certain, there's personality types drawn to different places as well. Right. Like we have buddies that have been at, you know, since we got really plugged into the internet world of student ministry, mm. let's say 2013, we have friends that have legitimately changed jobs four times since 2013. Yeah. And that's normal. Like that's a, this is what I want to do. I want to come in, revitalize, start a revival, do this, that, or the other, and then move on to the next thing. And that's kind of what God's called me to. And hey, okay, if that's what God's called you to, I'm thrilled that my kids aren't changing schools every two years. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm a big fan of longevity in ministry, but but I get it. Yeah, stuff happens. And God, wouldn't it be nice calls you out to have like a to just travel somewhere with a portable hard drive and be like, all right, I'm good. I've got the next three years figured out. And then three years from now, I'm going to repeat the same process with some new graphics. Can we still do that? Like no. even this day of podcasting no. and live streams, like there's can't. no way I could go preach my my 50 sermons and acts at another church, right? Like there's no oh, way. Oh, at another church, absolutely you could. You think so? Yeah. They wouldn't care? I don't think so. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't care. How, what, would, what would be different? You might tweak an illustration, tweak an application, but the exegesis is the exegesis. Are you telling me guys do that? Timmy. (laughs) Timmy. Come on now. Not even in our show. Come on now. So uh, Earl brought it up. I went went out to DTS to visit the alma mater. You didn't even text or call Anthony Earl? I I didn't call. I'm sorry. But the story was I was trying to go out Thursday night through Saturday afternoon, and my buddy Kyle— who I grew up next door to, I love with all my heart. Was, much, much taller than you? He is a lot taller than me, and it was just a magical time to get to spend. Like, you know, Timmy, we're close. We've been close for a decade. He's, he's close. He's got two decades on you. I'm not going to – I can't I, compete. You can't compete. I can't compete. We, we had – like we were, I can't compete with him physically? No. Literally? No, you can't. He could He could stuff your stuff your shots. He could. We were talking about something, and we were, it wasn't even that funny. We were, like, laughing till we were crying, and I was – you know, you – you can't make old friends. You just can't go out and and reestablish that, which is why, hey, touch base with your old friends today, people. Or so if you're going to be thing. in town, shoot him a text. Like, yeah. let him know, hey, I'm going to be in town. You could do that. You could do that. I'm sorry, Earl. Um, but one of the reasons I was going out, Dylan was preaching this week, which was very exciting. I, I love it when Dylan preaches. And he's getting to the point where I shouldn't let him preach so much because people are going to start asking for him to preach instead of me. And then it'll hurt my feelings. I pulled people off of he did. the street. We'll, we'll get to that. People Ooh. like literally people off the street coming in Wow! now. It was during the last song. So Dylan was done preaching when that happened, but still yeah. we'll, we'll get to it. That's exciting. But so I, I didn't know when he came in since <laughs> you didn't see him open the front door and walk in. No, I'm you not. were just in the zone. Yeah. I was just in the zone. I was doing my thing. But so I, I a couple weeks ago I was on the the seminary's bookstore website and I was looking at some t-shirts and the shipping was going to be more than the cost of the shirts and I told my wife man I should just fly out it's cheaper than paying the shipping and she said do it so you flew out to pick up a t-shirt that wasn't why but it was like the part of the excuse of what started the conversation so I was going to go out Thursday through Saturday and Kyle and Kelly said hey can you come Wednesday through Friday instead because they had something going on Friday night and it was it just worked out perfectly. I pulled up the chapel schedule because there were two faculty members that I wanted to touch base with and just thank for you know helping me to actually finish seminary. And I pulled up the chapel schedule, and one of my favorite professors of all time happened to be speaking in chapel on Thursday morning. Ooh. And then on Friday morning, it was some guy named Chuck Swindoll speaking in chapel. Never heard. Of so I had to figure out if I wanted to go, uh, you know, which which chapel I wanted to go to. And uh, then I walked into a building that had just been completely remodeled. I didn't know where anything was. And the crazy part is you forgot your shirt. No, I didn't. I got my shirt. But I I ran in to the registrar who basically kept me from being academically disqualified when I should have been academically disqualified from continuing. Brought a box of donuts. I I just brought a hug. 
passed COVID around. It was it was very exciting. It was also the campus is spectacular. If you're in Dallas Fort Worth, go visit the campus of Dallas Seminary. Andrew, we, we've we've opened a little bit of a can here. I'm Matt ready. says I'm a student pastor, 15 years in, but there realizing we go. there's a glass ceiling. There at, is. I'm a medium sized church. What are the telltale signs that your church just doesn't want to grow? Uh, physical space, I think, is part of it. Okay, so actual, there could be limitations. Uh, like where we are here, we were mid 70s yesterday. And people were parking on top of each other. It was it was a problem. Okay, so so and we are the response would be multiple services. Yeah, we're landlocked, and so if people aren't willing to figure out what do we want to do to accommodate more people, if well, what are the signs that your church does want to grow? Structures over, you know, building structures that you don't need now that will come into play in the future. So whether that be kids ministry check-ins hey instead of having one person that knows everything we're going to have three or four people we're going to have a plurality of knowledge a plurality of responsibility so that one person isn't the be-all end-all and but sometimes it's i think we well hang on we need to we need to probably define growth because is growth just a a, a numeric thing or a spiritual thing and the answer is yes it's it's both okay but more often than not it's a holy spirit thing sure i mean the the least gifted preaching senior pastor I ever served under was the pastor of the biggest church by far. Hmm. And it, how do you explain that? The Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit moves and works how the Holy Spirit moves and works. And we can think, oh, we're going to have this system and this structure. Sure. And everything's going to be wonderful. But, but to Matt's point, it, <laughs> Is it possible for a church to say, you know what, we're good. We don't yeah. really want to try any harder. We don't want to do more. Absolutely. I think that's a tough spot to be in. And then it's what are what are you called to? Are you called to that people group? Sure. That you are in that you are ministering to, or are you called to a number? Are you called to a location? There's God. So I mean, could could it be that the entire congregation is like, we're we're good? Yeah. We I, don't want to invite my, friends. We I mean that that's my just a weird favorite to me. New Testament example of most things is Philip. And he was called to a specific place sure. at one time. He was called to a specific people at another time. And he was called to a specific person at a different time. God calls sometimes, hey, there's this one person that I need you to go minister to, and you leave one thing for that very one specific person. Sure. Sometimes there is you're you're ousted from your current location, like the persecution in Jerusalem. And you find yourself in Samaria with Simon the Sorcerer. And sometimes you just... I love magic. I do love magic. And sometimes you just magic settle by the seacoast. Not Magic the Gathering, nerd. Defend yourself, go. Uh, magic the Gathering is a really fun game. N nerd. And I'm good at it. You could probably beat us. I don't know. What, I've never played Magic. Jerry says thing. lack of incoming people is one thing. Yes, that's a good way to tell. Okay. So yeah, the yeah. frozen chosen, but also location matters as well. One of the uh, there's a church that I know of that you know they they do everything right from the time you're in the parking lot to the time that you are leaving the parking lot. Every sure. the signage is good, the mm -hmm. systems are there, the kids check in is is in place. The it, you walk in like this is a church that could grow by, you know, three, four hundred percent just with the structures that they have in place. But they're in a town of, you know, nine hundred people and you're never going to get more than 10 or 15 percent of your population because that's just the way the world works. Sure. So unless you want to move to a bigger place, you're not going to reach more people. CJ says, I also feel there's a struggle with pastors and the need for more income versus fulfilling a calling. I think that is true. Mm, this and is a really good topic. We're we're being super deep today. I really wish I would have hit record. You probably should have. <laughs> I probably should have. We can go back and I'm do gonna that. I'm going to have to go and but pull everything from Facebook. I want to parlay this into knowing who you are because I think this kind of ties together a little bit. And Tie things up. Andrew, you Tying shared um, an Instagram post yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. And the, on your Instagram story, the caption read something like, we may not be the biggest, the smartest, the fastest, the happiest, the most worshipful church. Any of those things. I said, however, I did say biggest. However, we sure do know how to eat well. 
I think it was eat together because, you know, that's a New Testament principle. So I wanted to throw that in there. I know I'm, I'm but, messing with you. The, the point is I actually enjoyed it because the my first thought was they know who they are. They're we, not trying to be something that they're not. We are not trying to be something that we're not. And I'm, I'm glad you liked my post. My my one of my three posts of the month, probably. You don't post often. I don't post do, a lot from the make it count. That's what I like to hear myself i tr- I, I, I had a conversation with someone a couple weeks ago like hey if you wanted to take over the cer- the church's social media i would be okay with that absolutely <laughs> it just hasn't happened yet it's also hard with like i'm running most of it like i can't take a selfie mid-sermon that would be distracting but could have yesterday i i could i did take i posted yesterday i posted I that uh I was trading seeds with Dylan, and it was the here you are on the screen and here you are in real life. That was a good post. Laura says, Andrew solving the supply chain one T-shirt at a time. There you go. That's my goal. Jeff says a general apathy towards inviting new people or the opposite. Going out to serve other people is a pretty big indicator. And I, I kind of agree with Jeff there. I would concur. I think... Like I get like, uh, yes, know who you are, but I don't know if there should ever be in the life of your church a time where you say, you know what, we're good. Don't invite anybody. Yeah, I don't. It just seems like a weird, weird thing to say. I don't think any church is actually, I hope no church is saying, hey, don't invite people. But their Unless, actions might but, be yeah, saying. Actions say that. I think churches. Don't ever said from the pulpit, but should their be actions. excited when new people are coming. Like if your elders are not actively inviting new people, that should be a problem. We have one elder who's brought in 26 people this year. One elder. Four more. He gets new tires. Andrew. Is that the plan? 30, 30 people? They don't now stay. No. But it's this idea of, I'm going to hey, invite so everyone I This know is something that I'm passionate about. You should come be passionate about it too. Absolutely. Like, should we not be doing that? I think we should. I know, Matt, I'm sorry. You're in a rough spot, buddy. Also, is it weird to be the one, like, as the senior pastor... It's weird to do the inviting, right? Oh, super weird. Like when super when weird. when we were the youth pastor, hey, we've got this, this, and this going yes. on. But now it's hey, come listen to me talk. Hey, that's odd. And that's awkward. weird to me. It is very weird. Like I want, I should be the best ambassador for our church, but at the same time, um, I don't want to come across as that guy. I'm with you. I think it should be modeled with your leadership team. Yes. So. Like I'm okay if you as pastor are not saying, hey, come listen to me preach. Like that's a very narcissistic thing. In fact, yesterday when I was making announcements, I said, you've picked a great day to be here because, because I'm not preaching. Because we have our dinner of thanks, which is what we do best in the whole wide world. It was delicious. Everything from turkey, ham, we had tamales. There was like seven different pies to choose from. Like seven different. There were probably 14 or 15 pies, but seven types of pie to choose from. It was grape. So I said, if, if you – it's a grape, not grape. There was no grape pie. I don't grape think, would be good. I don't think grape pie is a thing. I'd try it. I don't – I think it would become raisin pie by the time it was in the oven. <laughs> but I said, what a great day for you to be here with us because it's dinner of thanks and Dylan's preaching. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to me. This is it. This is all you have to hear from me. Good. I like making announcements on days like that. Dylan, do you want to preach on Sunday? Again? No, not. No, because what? I was joking. You know, you know all the things that are going on next Sunday. I know. Dylan... <laughs> Got so worked up. I know. He's like, wait, I've got to preach next Sunday. Preach. What if I get COVID again? Are you going to be ready? When do you have to step in the moment's notice? I mean, I've I've got I've I've got the two sermons from my preaching and teaching class. I've already preached one. There you go. I've got the other one on retainer. There you go. Just ready to go. Keep it. He's got his two sermons. Well, no, I already I already used one. I used you one. got one left. Yeah, I got one left. He's got one in the chamber. Good to go whenever we need it. I love it. Boy. I just love it. I I would just not. Don't get COVID next Sunday. I will not get COVID because next I will Sunday. be getting back from. I have hour. so many antibodies in my system. You've really, really between vaxxed, you've had between actually had I had the COVID and I had the antibody treatment. The COVID, the the Rona, the Batman, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm good. I'm, I'm you'll be just fine. I'm pretty sure I can lick whatever I want these days, That's and I'm not, not going to get COVID. Get carried away. That was a very awesome. Oh. I don't think we've cleaned this ever. I, you know how many people have like spoken into that? that was, it was Why so salty. Do those things because I, I thought it was like it, I forgot it was the spit guard, not the actual microphone. So I thought it would actually make the sound of 
Plus, like, children come in I here. I know, so many kids and, come like, in here. So at your giving of thanks, did everyone bring a dish, or yeah. was it a, uh, we're going to provide this, we this, provide, this, We provide the ham and the turkey. Uh, one of our church members deep-fried the turkey at his house before bringing it, which was very exciting. So we had turkey breasts and ham here waiting, and then a deep-fried turkey, and then everybody just, you know, you sign up and you bring it. Kurt, thanks for so, jumping in. I agree. The flip side to growing a church through outreach is not forgetting those who are already yep. there. Outreach is great unless for every one that comes in, one goes out. I, that is a problem. Assimilation. Yeah. How do, you, how do you get that person integrated and connected into the life and body of your church? Let me also say closing the back door. That is one way to say it for sure. Tim, we should talk about some of our friends that help make this this happen each and every week. We should. Those friends include. I have to move my phone so I can hit the button. Those friends include. Getting ready for marriage. Dot com. Especially chapter seven. Well, there's no chapters on the website. It's a great website. It's also a great book, workbook, curriculum. If you're doing any premarital counseling, check out getting ready for marriage. Dot com. Bible brawl. It's the uh, not safe for Sunday school edition that we prefer. It's it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's the Bible. It's funny. You're looking for a great Christmas gift for your senior pastor? Bible brawl. Bible brawl. I don't know. That would be. I feel like for some people that'd be an odd gift. Why? I would I love know. that gift. I, you would. I'm a games. But guy. you're also 34 years old. What's that mean? I'm saying, like, if do you think my grandparents play more board games than I'm, I do? But I'm They're saying approaching 90. Do your grandparents play Bible brawl? They play Bibleopoly. Is that the same thing? No. There's not a not safe for Sunday school version of Bibleopoly. There should be. Guys, can you get on that? Uh, you should check out the Backseat Leadership Podcast. This is one of those conversations for leaders who might find themselves in the driver's seat yet. You know, like Dylan. Oh, you can't see him because the Backseat Leadership oh, Podcast is covering Jeff his face. Brad are on the screen right now. Great work, guys. Youth Ministry University, formerly DYMU. Train your team. Get everybody on the same page, speaking the same language. Get them equipped to serve as best as you can. No way better than Youth Ministry University. Timmy, did you know that we are a proud part? Like a really proud? Incredibly proud. So honored. So proud to be a part of the DYM Podcast Network. It's an ever-growing, ever-expanding network of friends, family. And podcasts. And podcasts. I, I think it's wonderful. Most of them have way better content than what Although we've been about. weirdly deep today. We should talk about something nonsensical. I don't know what happened. I, I don't. You wanted to open with that and it just. I don't know. You want to talk about your home projects, Tim? I, it's not even. Like after all that, like what's you, the point? You put a shelf up in your garage. I'm proud of you. You paid somebody else to do that. Oh, you paid someone to put a shelf up in your garage? <laughs> yes. I kind did. of like how you're paying someone to hang Christmas lights. So you are giving me a hard time. Yes. About the fact that I have never put Christmas lights on my house. Yes. I am. It was so, Tim, like three different times, like the the tension just wasn't quite right. Oh, I'm in a little been tweak, there. and you see the whole string of lights fall down that you've just spent an hour stringing. I was on the roof of my two story house when our neighbor came out, previous neighbor, and she said, "Tim, this is a bad idea." Uh, she's a nurse. She mm -hmm. said that I, I, there are more patients that I see this time of year from people falling off their ladders with Christmas lights. So she told me that I got off the ladder. I called a service. That was three years ago and I haven't looked back. So every year I bring out the same guys. What does it cost to put up Christmas lights on my house? Yeah. 150 bucks. It's not bad. No. And they come down, take them off for 50. Are they your lights or are they, they my lights? Okay. So I, I bought the lights. We use them every year. It's a, not a giant company. It's literally a, a, it's a pretty I think sweet it's a, gig. If you can get it, it's, it's a guy and here? his dad or his uncle. And they just, it's just a side gig. And I, I Facebook message, the owner of the company, which happens to be his wife every year. And she's like, yep, we'll get you on the schedule. It's a, and I can't complain. So 200 bucks to not kill yourself. I, that your house me. looks beautiful. So we budget that into our Christmas budget every year. And it is lights on and off the house. Okay. I, I went to home Depot and I bought a hundred bucks worth of lights. And now, it to be fair, it's a one story it's a one house. Story house so, and it's also no pitched roof line right and we have the, so pitched the roof front line. the my front elevation is consistent you know i had to go around some corners yes and and do some bends and things but uh, there was no no pitched roof line so really i could be about four and a half five feet up and reach that roof line for most of it so i did not fall off the roof i did have to spend some time on the roof because was there was a, there was a little shrub i had to get around it's the ugliest tree ever i hate it 
And uh, so that was my that was that was my house project this week. Not having a shelf put up in my garage, but instead, we did have an up. eight foot by four foot shelf hung from our garage, and there is no more clutter. I I spend. Uh, Can you call it the attic? Look, I, I spend anywhere from eight to twelve hours in my garage a week. That's a, that's a you know that's every morning at least an hour. Was, a day. You work out in your garage. I don't want people to think that you're a weirdo. No, I have a home gym. So in my garage, and I, I was staring at that clutter for the last two years. And Can you park a car in your garage now? Well, if I didn't have my workout gear in there, yes. My, my workout gear takes up exactly 50% of the garage. There you go. Can I tell you about my new uh, boxing bag I got? A punching bag? Like a, like a heavy bag or a speed heavy, bag? Heavy. Oh, it has been fun. I have for, the kids. It's, it's, a, it's a standing when you fill it up with water or sand. But it, it, it does move. Like from five below where you punch it and it pops back up and then you punch it again? It was a Christmas gift from my mom. Okay. So if that. It was like, so like the dojo no, kind. No, a birthday gift. Sorry. Okay. And speaking of birthday gifts, I'm so glad that we brought this up. Andrew. Oh, we almost ended the show. Buddy, you had a birthday. I, I did. It was two days after yours. It was two days after mine. Obviously, I was. I got you a you, donut. You got me a donut. I got you a gift bag. And inside that gift bag, a plethora of gifts that have been sitting in my home office for how many days now? Um, well, my birthday was October 27th. Since so October 27th. 19 days. So 19 days later, happy. Can't wait. Belated birthday. I, I can't wait. They're all fantastic and items just for you. Go ahead, open them up. Say, uh, keep the good going. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Nice. From, from Koozie Group. Thank you. You can uh, fill that up with your water when you're working out. I drink my water from one of those when I'm working out. I, I like straws, but... But thank you. It's a, it's a, a you can put a straw in there. It's a big enough opening. That's a, a koozie group tote bag. Tote bag. Uh-huh. Should we reach out to koozie group and see if they want to sponsor the morning after ministry show? Well, they did sponsor a golf tournament where I participated in a few weeks ago. When was your birthday? <laughs> October 27th. About three days before that, I was in a golf tournament. Um, <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> a, a Harborside Christian Church tote bag. You know that place? I heard of them. I I have. You ever been fired from there? Once or twice. Me too. It was just once. It's just once. Same. Uh, well, somebody Tim, I, I don't know how to thank you for this. This is a. Uh... Well, that's that's a world's greatest podcast co-host award, and you've been given it right there. It doesn't say that on here. It does read the fine print on the bottom. You see it? It says China, three twenty one. You have to decide and a that's bunch code. of numbers. That's okay. our code. You, yeah. We have our own language. Um, that came in the mail, and I was like, that's going to be good for him. <laughs> the free medium coffee, big gulp, and small Slurpee from 7 Eleven. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Wow. This is like best birthday ever for you. This is, this is better than the toilet seat you bought your wife. <laughs> that was for Christmas. And I still feel bad for you, Melissa. We love Actually, you the story is she, she bought it. That's not true. From Amazon. <laughs> the the sandbar architecture golf towel, which that is the inside of inside jokes, <laughs> none of you will get, and that's okay. And it's another one of those. You are so I, so welcome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to use. Kurt says, "Is there a resume in that bag?" <laughs> I can't wait to use. Didn't those coupons expire on October thirty first? Each and every one of those gifts. I am so honored. <laughs> also, thank you for supporting me in my paying to hang lights. One fall off a ladder would cost more than multiple years of hanging lights. Again, one story house. I'm probably gonna do it myself. See, the, two stories. The the ladder that I have, I'm fairly certain was Melissa's grandpa's because you know we're the third and fourth generation of her family to live in our house. So it's this aluminum extension ladder that is also a step ladder, depending on how you how you do it. And uh, it's rickety in a few places. That's so scary. I that's scary. There was one moment where I stepped back, and as I stepped back, it was like leaning back, and so it looked super, like like it was a you know an actual ladder move. It, it, oh, like as I took the last step, the ladder was was falling back oh from the house. Oh so it looked kind of like what the Backstreet Boys used to do to folding chairs in 1998. And Melissa was like, "Was that on purpose?" And it was like, "Nope," but it looked pretty smooth. It was. It it could have been so worse. So Melissa was supervising this. Melissa event? and Liam were out there with me. Okay, good. And uh, Liam really wanted the inflatable minion instead of Grogu, but couldn't have got both. 
I, mean, I, I guess I could have. I could have splurged. I thought they were way more money. 30 bucks for an inflatable Grogu. It's a great price. It's a great deal. Now, I showed you the one we want. That is not 30 bucks. No, it is They're, not 30 bucks. Each year we spend about that much. I'm like, I, I ran out of room. We, we have the Star Wars theme going, and my yard's just not as large as yours. No. So we, we kind of maxed out space. You'd start putting stuff on the roof. We could. But again, the pitch line would yeah. be crooked. CJ so, says it's like a bag from every conference ever. Exactly <laughs> what we were going for. Andrew Speaking of conferences, conferences hey, do you want to hang out in February? There we'll is, be there. There's a guaranteed gift bag with your name on it. What? At the Practically Pastoring Conference? The Practically Pastoring Conference hosted by the Practically Pastoring Podcast, which you it's and a I lot of peas. are a proud, boys. proud part of. Proud part of the Practically Pastoring Podcast. And it will be on site in, in our backyards. Literally, your backyard will be at Lakeview Church. Lakeview where I'm Church, getting married. Where it's, Dylan's getting married. Where this guy's getting married. The weekend before. He's well, getting I married. guess like two weekends before. Yeah, two weekends before. It's 36 acres of... There's fishing. God-given... There's the Heaven? site where Honor. Dylan was married. Is there a disc golf course on there yet? Uh, Not yet, but there could be. There could be. There's a disc golf course in the works. Tim, it is 12-11. Um, I've got work to do. You've got work to I do. I think it's time that we... It's, it's I drank a lot of 11. water and worked out this morning, which... I didn't because I slept for 12 plus hours, but I I moved a number down the scale today. I was very proud of that. So proud. We'll talk more about how fat I am next week on the Morning After Ministry show. See you then. See you guys. <laughs> hey, our audio's still going. Hey, do you want to go to Disney World next week? Next Monday? Mm-hmm. After the show? Maybe. Check the app. You can see what park we're going to. I think we're going to for sure do Monday, possibly Monday and Tuesday, but for sure Monday. Ooh. I was going to do the morning after ministry show with my friends and then sneak over to Magic Kingdom, I think. Where we're going? I don't know. See, we just did Magic Kingdom. Maybe we're not doing Magic Kingdom. Hello, Andrew. Let's see. Uh... You can see that. It's a video playing. On yeah, I know. I saw that at one point. I looked back and saw it. Um, yeah, you guys are going Magic Kingdom next Monday. We but did. It's always we just did Magic Kingdom. Why would that matter? I don't know. You're saying you can't do magic two times in a row? There's uh, three photos that need to review. I don't like the review thing. It annoys me. I don't even know what that means. It means they want to make sure it's you and not someone else because your kid could have scanned a magic band. I hope kids else. do do that sometimes. Look at all those watermarks on your photo. You can't save that. I know. Okay. I can save those. Better. That was the anniversary day. I like that. I like that. Hmm. I think right. we should. I got to pick up some Chick-fil-A. Love you guys.